0: on local now channel 525 the views and opinions expressed by rob black and his guests are not necessarily those of kdow or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision let's hit some stories that we didn't hit in the first hour let's hit some concepts and figure out if there's any way that we could make sense of this um and uh, let's just go boom out of the cannon. The air we breathe is a big story these days. Air filters. 3M is probably your best bet if you wanted to play it. Or Home Depot would be a bet if you wanted to play that. Home Depot is going to get another plus this weekend as another hurricane hits the south of the United States, causing historic flooding in Louisiana. Um, So disasters are typically pretty good for companies like Home Depot and Lowe's. We go, honey, I can't breathe in the house. Turn on the air conditioner. Well, clean the air filter in the air conditioner, right? Honey, I can't breathe. Go get an air purifier. Do something, right? Same thing with disasters. After an earthquake, we rebuild. After a flood, we rebuild. There's going to be some long-term trends there where she could play off global warming. If you believe in global warming, you say. If you don't, that's fine, too. If you believe in natural disasters or or acts of God or the planet heating up, I don't care. I'm just telling you, I think we're going to continue to rebuild our country anytime it gets hit. Right, so Portland yesterday had the worst air on the planet Earth, and you tend to think of Portland as a bunch of tree huggers. Pacific Northwest, they smoke a lot of marijuana up there. They're 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 friendly for the environment. Like there is a cliche that the whole United States has, and that cliche may have been turned on its head upside down with the last hundred days of of Black Lives Matters protests. But it's still kind of a tree hugging community in thought, and they had the worst air in the world. You typically go to cities like, oh, it's got to be Delhi. Oh, maybe Beijing or or Dhaka or Lahore. No, Portland, Oregon. Wow. I'm taking a breather. Sorry. Long term of of not getting that breather in, long term of not getting that is going to increase your risks of asthma, lung disorders, heart attacks, and strokes. So right there with the warming of the planet, I could already say... I bet our death rate starts coming down. Whoa. Instead of going up. So I want you to try to see things like that, whether the science is there or not. Just try to figure out concepts in your life of what things are going to look like. Um, I think restaurants should be more expensive than they are. I know it it sounds like a crazy thing, but I think they're going to have to do a better job of keeping things clean. And uh, I think filtration systems are going to be sold hand over foot for the foreseeable future to businesses. 28 million pieces of mail um, were recently tracked, and there is a noticeably slowdown in delivery. That's going to somehow, some way, some shape, some form affect the 2020 election. And I'm just telling you, it's going to be drama. Many years ago, we had the hanging chad of what is a vote... If someone had voted for Al Gore, had pushed a punch through, but it didn't fall all the way through, it didn't clear out because someone was too lazy with, uh, hey, I should take that chad out. hanging chad turned into drama. The Supreme Court got involved and said, you know, uh, that's clearly not a vote. It's not clear and decisive, or it's clearly a vote because the other one wasn't punched at all. I don't know how we have to have Supreme Court judges figure this one out, but we do, right? This year is going to be a mess. This election is going to be a mess with what's going on with post office. And uh, what I'm being told is there's a good chance we won't know who the president is till, until December 1. And if that's the case, Wall Street's going to have a fit. Um, yesterday, we learned that there's life in outer space. But do you know where this life is? It's actually pretty close. Venus. It's got one of the most inhospitable environments in the world, or in the galaxy, is the right way of saying it. And it looks like something is active in producing phosphine. Um, something is adding to their atmosphere. Is it probably an amoeba or something horrible? I don't know. Point being is there's some sort of life out there. And that's a big concept for me. And I don't go, oh, gee, I have to, like, everything I believe in is rock to the core. No. I just want to say, like, I never thought we'd say there's an argument on whether there's life on Venus or not. Maybe Mars, we're like, "Eh, it's close to us. And we know there's some water under there, some ice. But you can't have conviction in the stock market to the point of blew it in the face. And I'll just give you an example of. In the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, you could do no wrong by owning a company called General Electric. And that was the first 10 years of my investment career. It was the 90s. So I learned, like, this company, you always buy them, because they're like a mutual fund. They had electricity businesses. They had light bulb businesses. They had jet engine businesses. They had media businesses. They had like they financial businesses. They could finance a jet engine for you and make money on both sides of it. It was an easy company to like. And in my head, there was no chance it could fail. It was too big. It was too awesome. It was too diversified. And it failed because of one thing, Debt. And in my head, it was like, no life on Venus. And then I was like, whoa, mind blown. Debt can kill a company. It's something you have to look at on a financial. It's something you have to look at on a statement of how a company's doing. Those quarterly reports are critically important, but studying an annual report is just as important. So I like looking at things in quarters and in annuals, of which the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, does a really nice job of saying, if you're a publicly traded company, and you want access of selling your shares to the public? Then you need to tell the public what your finances look like, and it's typically done through a, a good firm, uh, like a Deloitte will will monitor your finances and say, well, "I hereby certify these good numbers." But it's interesting. Wall Street makes these companies do this. The SEC makes them do it, and you can get that information if you go to sec.gov. You could find out if a broker or investment advisor has ever had problems with clients. You could find out. You could do a background check and you should. I once did a background check of, there was this jerk on the radio. I won't say his name. Um, this was 20 years ago, so he's long gone out of the business. And uh, I just hate him. He was a rival of mine. I hated him. I know you're saying, you got pissy with another financial radio guy? Yes. He was saying things like IBM is going to go to zero. <laughs> I'm like IBM's not going to go to zero. I don't like IBM, but it's not going to go to zero. It's not scare people. And he, he liked to short stocks. So and then he liked to get in front of him and tell everyone on radio that he was shorting stock. Um, but when I looked up his his broker record at sec.gov, I was able to learn a lot about him. Um, he had once been a, he, he's coming through the tunnel in New York. And one of the most annoying and yet most New York things you'll ever see is when you come through the tunnel on the other side, you land in New York City, and sure enough, there's going to be a homeless person, a low-income person. There's going to be a person there that wants to wash your windows for you. And all you can do is turn on your wipers and go, no, 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 thank you, no, thank you. Because you know once he, he washes the wiper for you, he's going to ask for 10 20 bucks, He's going to kick your car if you don't give it. So it's frustrating. But he got out of his car and he beat someone with a baseball bat. And I was like... Ooh, do I tell that story on air? And I did. So, And I was told not to tell that story again. But I never mentioned his name. You should check on people. You should check on stocks. The SEC makes these companies uh, throw down documents every 90 days that tell you how their finances are doing. And if you don't think debt can destroy a company, debt can destroy a company. And that's disclosed. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Maybe I am a tech fanboy. I've been following NVIDIA for 25 years as stock and as a company. Um, I used to look at Intel semiconductors with glee and optimism of, oh, we were going from 8086 to 286 to 386 to 486 to Pentiums, to Pentium 1s, Pentium 2s, Pentium three, Pentium four. Now, I just don't care. They've got some sort of 10th generation, i9 or something like that. I'm just like, too much overload. Um, but I remember being excited. And one of the books that I got many, many years ago was The Road Ahead by Bill Gates. Um, whether you like him or not, you know Microsoft was an evil corporation. When I used to do this show twenty twenty five years ago, my producer would play um, the evil empire theme that would play every time Darth Vader would show up. You know, dun dun da dun da. Dun, dun, dun. Um, foreboding. And every time I talk about, oh, Microsoft has new Windows 7, Windows 10, Windows XT, Windows NT, Windows, whenever I talk about it, I talk about how evil the company was and how that they were able to steal good ideas and just build them into their operating system. And then they got that whole monopoly U.S. trust thing, European anti-competitive browser thing that kind of humbled the company maybe. But the Bill Bill Gates book, I think I don't have anymore. I really want to get rid of every book I have. It's just clutter. Um, And I I don't reread books later in life, maybe one or two, but I'm not that guy. Um, And I I voraciously read. I love to read. But The Road Ahead was a book that I loved, and it's aged pretty well, except for also I got a CD-ROM with it. (laughs) They used to give you a CD-ROM which had extra information. Uh, Why am I bringing up Bill Gates again? Because Bill Gates is talking a little bit about what the pandemic has done to the world. And I like the way he talks. I like his insights. One of the areas that he is concerned with is that we're starting to lose progress. That basic reading levels of people in the world, children in the world are going down because they're not going to school. The number of humans subsisting on less than a dollar ninety a day has slowly but surely been inching downward until this year. It started inching upward again, and the fact that he's talking about COVID and pandemics and um, how the effects on school, on reading, and the effects on extreme poverty—I can't live off a buck ninety before breakfast is over. Like that's how pathetic I am. Um. He's got a $50 billion foundation. He's talking about how poverty, health, well-being, sanitation, education, things that we st- judge in standards in the in the world going down during the pandemic. Um, I don't know what else to say other than that. And that's the end of the story. Or And that's what I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, I spent an hour of my downtime looking at the Walmart deal to launch a competitor against Amazon Prime. So I've done a lot of research on this, and $98 uh, per year subscription, unlimited free delivery from stores for orders over $35. Um, COVID, people don't really want to go shopping. They're less inclined to go shopping. The only thing I can tell you is like the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs, they let people come to the stadium, but a lot of people chose not to. So online orders and deliveries, I think, are going to become increasing existential threats to traditional stores, of which Walmart has a lot of. So even by competing against Amazon, maybe they're losing a bit to Amazon still. They announced that they have a new drone delivery partnership for wellness products. It's also in the running for some kind of deal with social media uh, platform TikTok until today, or yesterday when Oracle basically won them. But at least Walmart is thinking about social and reaching a new audience. Um, I've never shopped at Walmart. I, uh, I did it. That's kind of a lie. I did in Hawaii. I think it's the only store in Hawaii that I could find within, like, 30 miles. It just wasn't my thing. I, I don't want to go in big stores. I don't like the experience. But the annual fee is $21 cheaper than Amazon Prime. And that may appeal to, like, a very small subset of people. So, Walmart Plus is going to be $21 cheaper. There will be some price conscious people, but not a lot. Prime already has 150 million subscribers, and I don't think Walmart Plus is going to dent that. Jeff Bezos has a team that's been building on Amazon Prime for 15 plus years. I love Amazon Prime. I think it's, you could take away my guns, you could take away my women, you could take away my drugs, but you cannot take away my Amazon Prime. That's kind of a joke on the NRA. You'll pry for my cold, dead fingers, my gun. Um, I I don't want to give away my high-speed internet. I don't want to give away my Amazon Prime. Does that make me spoiled? Yes. So there's high prices for both Prime and Walmart Plus, all things considered. So I I don't think you're going to sign up for both. But during COVID, during the pandemic, I used more services other than Amazon because Amazon really seemed to be hit. With either the stuff that I wanted or the delivery of the stuff I wanted. I wanted a new printer. Walmart had one. Oh, look, it's priced perfectly, but it's going to take six weeks to get to me. No, thank you. So Walmart's online sales have been soaring. The process has been messy. Company faced challenges as it's kind of merging its digital and physical storefronts. They've done some nice things like curbside pickups. Walmart would buy an e-commerce company and then Walmart would divest and sell them they got a lot of experience now they're doing two-day shipping personal shopping services as well Um, but in the end i think amazon has hiccups whereas they're going to be the leader in in delivery and prime plus amazon prime um versus walmart plus uh, amazon's got the hardware the fire tv the kindle the echo um They've already got some other subservices included in it. And then you get a couple TV shows like The Marvelous Ms. Maisie or The Boys. Are you really going to want to save $21? Walmart Plus is nice. But I don't think it dents Amazon. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I just talked a lot about um, Amazon Prime versus Walmart Plus. And ultimately, what I think I concluded is that Amazon is still the reigning champion. And that stinks to say because we as a nation like the David versus Goliath fights. We like the underdog. And in investing, sometimes it doesn't pay to go that direction. Sometimes it does, but I'll tell you, uh, the next Microsoft usually is Microsoft. Um, I get a lot of questions on people wanting to bet big. And I try to discourage it and say, play the game of capitalism first. The stock market's not rigged. The stock market looks at capitalism and kind of says, yeah, that, that, that makes sense to us. Um, when companies aren't making money, they fire people. That is creative destruction. Right? Joseph Schumpeter, favorite economist. Amazon just announced the launch of its luxury store for designer fashion brands. The number of brands that Amazon have that are billion-dollar products sits at over 25 now, whether they're T-shirts or batteries. Um, Their brands are dominating in a world of both consumer goods and retail they not only get to make them, but they get to sell them through their own channels. Um, and I, I, for instance, I like, the, I like buying batteries on Amazon. I feel like it's a better experience than going to the store. And we're like, oh, I need a four pack of this. And there's a lot of plastic here. Uh, there's a lot of plastic. Like there's, it's just, trust me, it's a better experience. So Amazon is saying that they're getting into fashion brands. Designers have long relied on struggling department stores to hit consumers who want fashionable brands. Amazon's luxury stores will include interactive features like a 360-degree viewing option, which allows shoppers to see items on different body types and various skin tones. So, for instance, let's say Rob Black needs a Moomoo. And their Moomoo's are made in sizes 4, 6, and 8. Well, no, I'm, I think I'm a 6. I can put a virtual avatar that looks like me in my phone and I could try it on four different, three different sizes. So Amazon's figuring this out and it's like the last reason to go to Macy's. We needed a dress shirt. Now when I need a dress shirt and I don't know my neck size, I can take a picture. I can get a guy on the phone who looks just like me, or I can upload a picture of me potentially with my shirt off. I know you're saying, please, please, don't hack that phone. Don't let that phone get hacked. But the e-commerce company, Amazon, said the launch of a section on its mobile app called Luxury Stores is kicking off with designer Oscar de la Renta. And it's going to push luxury, fashion, lux, live lux, uh, lux for less. I once came very close to starting something on the web called Lux for Less and pulled out. Uh, Amazon Prime members will initially be able to shop by this section by invitation only. So Oscar de la Renta is coming to Amazon by invitation only. Now, how is Walmart going to compete with that? Target's done some pretty good fashion designers in the last 20, 30 years are like, I'm not going to say, like, Ellen DeGeneres, because that's a bad example. Um, Oscar Miserate, or something Miserate, uh, famous designer. And he's like, oh, his towel collection's coming to Target. You can do it, and I get it. But the fact that Amazon's going to say, okay, Rob's Mumu comes in sizes 4, 6, and 8. And let's say I want to buy a Mumu for my friend, who happens to be African American, black. I could take a picture of him. Upload it or just look at his general body type. Is he slight? Is he athletic or is he puffy? Puffy like me. That should be a, my autobiography. Puffy like me and other 99 other stories of Rob Black. Um, I like the step that they're taking. I like the way it's looking. Um, I like that it's kind of an um, attack on Macy's and Bloomingdale's and almost putting them to, de- to bed. It's Amazon put-to-bed bookstores, and then they put-to-death uh, music stores. Then they slowly started putting together uh, – putting-to-death companies um, like J.C. Penney's and k Bar. And then they slowly started putting-to-death – I think Macy's and Bloomingdale's is the next one that just have to go. Um there was a comedian, Robin Harris, who's dead, but he used to tell a line about, like, he'd make him governor or president of the United States, and he believes in execution. because I'll do them two at a time. Bring them on up. Gotta go, gotta go. And I kind of feel that's what Amazon's doing. I think some companies like Macy's and Bloom, Bloomingdale's have to go. I Until they're gone, I don't see when Amazon stops. And then I don't see them stopping after that. And Amazon's getting scary. Because of stories like this where you're, I'm like, yeah, they're going to kill Bloomingdale's and Macy's. And it's almost casual. And there's a lot of people who work at Bloomingdale's and Macy's. There's a lot of designers who say diversity is good. We don't want just one company. But Amazon's launching of a luxury fashion shops, it's a, it's a mean blow. And, and again, it's one of the reasons to own the stock. And you go, but it's too expensive. Um, they dominate retail. And Walmart dominated retail in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Um, that was a good 40, 50-year period. I think Amazon's got some play, some room. Um, I can't get a flu shot in the mail yet, I don't think. But I can get shots to give to dogs in the mail. I'm like, oh, Interesting. And there's even cute little instructions on how to give your dog a a shot. Like, we don't really need vets, do we? Or we do. I'm not saying that. Not saying that. But I just I continuously see Amazon as just picking at things until they bleed. Anyhow, I'm digressing. Uh, Interesting new reason why Tesla is moving higher this week. Uh, they've got Battery Day coming up on this time next week. So seven days from now, it's going to be World Battery Day. And we expect Tesla to say something about batteries. I don't know what they're going to say. Are they going to talk about battery cost, reliability, capacity, how many miles can they go? Do they got the million-mile battery? Do they got the battery that cures cancer? Do they got the battery that cures hemorrhoids? I don't know. But that's one week from today. Stock is up 420% year-to-date. Somehow, something tells me Elon Musk is smiling at that. 420. Um, was that the police code for marijuana or drugs or something? Uh, but it's a magical number to those who partake. So, up 420% kind of makes me smile. Uh, so, not, not, not Amazon, but Tesla's up today, and it's being blamed for a new research report out of Goldman Sachs. That the number of app downloads, which is trackable... Um, is spiking right now. Now, there's no reason to download the Tesla app. There's none. It's not like, well, maybe there's a cute picture of Elon Musk if you have a thing for Elon Musk, or maybe there's like some sort of news that you can read. Probably not. The only reason to download it is you got a new car and you're trying to up, uh, update the software on it or you're trying to turn it on. All done through the app. Really? Interesting. Uh, funny how we look at metrics now, right? Uh, Disney plus, we saw spike when they released Mulan on to the Disney plus platform plus 30 bucks. And we also saw a commerce spike on the app, which means people bought the movie because there's nothing else to buy on it. But all, there's statistics that track, uh, there's companies that track all these kinds of statistics. I know you're saying you're having a weird day today. I kind of feel that I am. A couple weeks ago, and this is my I told you so moment, I talked about a company called DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings has made a deal with ESPN, um, online betting and daily fantasy, rocketed to a new high yesterday on that news. So they're going to integrate links to its sportsbook on ESPN's website. Wow. The walls are coming down. Do you remember a couple years ago where, like, cigarette companies aren't allowed to advertise it at sporting events? Hard liquor companies aren't allowed to advertise at sporting events. Oh, well, hard liquor can come back. Gambling can come back. So we, our morals kind of go out the window when we need tax revenue. And for everything that's happening this year, we need tax revenue. You don't throw around 3 to $4 trillion in stimulus without saying, someone's going to pay for that later or pay part of it or pay a minuscule amount of it or print more money later and leading to the dollar deflation. DraftKings is going to integrate its offerings across ESPN's digital platforms. It's also going to include promotion on the ESPN studio shows and dedicated segments. After years and years and years of seeing sports stations cut budgets, this is probably the best news that could happen to anyone who works in sports. Uh, When the casino money comes in, jobs are created, jobs are saved. Uh, DraftKings stock pulled back a bit during the summer as COVID-19 outbreaks in Major League Baseball threatened the return of pro sports. It's rallying again. State of New Jersey said that August sports wagering handle. The month of August, they pulled in $668 million. Um, only $66 million was at the track or at the casino. $600 million were in apps. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I don't know. Um, Stock's at 50 bucks a share. And it's my I told you moment. And I hope some of you made some money on it. So take a little off the table if you want. Let it go for a longer term trend if you want. It's a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. If you want to get filthy rich, that's your goal. That's not mine. I love the statement, I have enough money to last me till the day I die, and I won't need to eat beanie weenies and cat food in retirement. Um, Could there be more? Sure. But that's not the goal of the show. Um, One area where I wish our politicians would get to work, because it's frustrating, and I think everyone has to have this frustration. There's a story in USA Today that says something along the lines of $864 for a COVID 19 test. Racist, stunned consumers, spur questions. It's not going to happen, and I don't know why it's not going to happen, but don't you wish there was a menu that said a hamburger costs $15, a flu shot costs $22, a broken leg costs $33? Um, I was in love with a woman, and on our, one of our first dates in our 20s, we went for a, a run, like at 10 o'clock at night, cause she had to work the next day, and I just wanted to see her. But my leg hits gravel that night, twists a funny way. I bust open my knee, and it needed stitches. Uh, but I didn't have health insurance, so I went to the emergency room and I said, how much is it going to be? And they're like, we can't tell you. We, can't, we don't know until we see it. I'm like, well, how much are stitches? Like, let's say I need five. And like, we can't tell you. And I've, ha- I've been haunted by that story ever since. Why can't there be pricing? So ultimately, I call a friend. And he calls his uh, cousin who was in vet school, and instead of cleaning a wound out of a dog, she got to clean a wound out of a, a, a white guy who didn't have money for health insurance because he was in college. Um, I, I look back at that story and I go, that still doesn't make sense to me. But I, it's the system, right? So when we see $864 for a COVID test, we go, our healthcare system's problematic. Um, there's a good app called good rx and what they do is they show you the prices of let's say you need insulin or let's say you need a cancer drug they'll show you the prices at three different pharmacies around you and you can go huh cvs has it a lot cheaper than walgreens so i'll just tell my doctor to go send it to cvs why is that system not common or known why is that system not like loved and and why doesn't everyone know about that like it frustrates me so, I'll talk about it on a show like this. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm going to miss. Just keep that in mind, please. I'm not perfect. And I don't want to be your Buddha on a mountain. I want you to be your Buddha on the mountain. And one way to be a Buddha on the mountain is to write down 20 things you believe in. Uh, healthcare costs are expensive. Healthcare costs are going to be in my life till the day I die. I could write that down. I'm going to invest in some healthcare. I'm okay with it. Now I have to do the homework and figure out what healthcare I like. And if I want more supporting data, I'd look at our GDP and see how much healthcare spending of the United States is there. How much goes into cars, how much of it goes into hotels and vacations, how much of our money goes into I'm going to look for that kind of stuff. About 20% of our economy is healthcare related. So you get $100, there's a good chance you're going to spend about 20 of it consuming healthcare. And the frustration is like it's tough to get the cost savings there. Staying healthy is probably one of the best financial decisions you can make. Um, you know, we talk about how many people have died from COVID now, 190,000, and how many of them were symptomatic, how many of them would have died anyway, how many of them were obese. Like, that's not how our system works. Um, healthcare is just, it's its all intrusive. It's all there. It's just boom. best thing you can do is try to stay healthy because obesity leads to cancer or BC leads to heart attack, or you get the idea, right? But as an investor, I'm going to stay in that field some way, shape, or form. A little bit, sometimes more others. Anyhow, uh, things that are in the news that I'm looking at saying, when I go, ah, oh, that's telling you, the stories aren't the easiest to, to spit out onto a page. Markets are moving higher. Um, that's a positive, Short-term, positive, long-term, why are we moving higher, begs the question. Is it because profits? Is it because of uh, bonds aren't working with low interest rates? And we're saying, well, we've got to put the money somewhere. There's typically a lot of reasons why the stock market is working or not working. But you should try to come up with ideas for yourself, right? Miami is going to host 13,000 fans. Oh, boy. That's going to be a big test. Kansas City just hosted 16,000 fans. Uh, Denver allowed 500 fans. But they were all friends and family of players and coaches. Uh, We are going to pay a lot of attention to how the NFL plays through the season. Uh, I would say first week, all things considered, they got some good highlights. ESPN asked to be happy. Um, Baseball's talked about a neutral site for the playoffs. You know, going deeper into a bubble the nhl hasn't had a positive test of covid in four months so there's ways to talk about this right beyond meat had a big story yesterday of another product of meatless product protein plant-based protein plant-based proteins i'm mixing my words a little bit sorry um it's cute to talk about oh we get beyond meatballs and they're coming to grocery stores nationwide. I bought a package of Beyond Meat because I wanted it to see, and I, I made them into meatballs, and I added some Italian spices, and I cooked them in, in red tomato paste. They are fine. Kids can not tell. Um, the question is how much processing goes into that versus non-processed foods. But I'm okay with that. I, I think it's a great story. I think it's a great trend. I love the millennials for bringing Beyond Meat out. Uh, Cutting my red meat consumption? I'm all for.